Hello, I'm Susanna, and this is The Susanna Gibbs Show. On this podcast, we focus on Texas, the artists, idealists, and entrepreneurs that make up this great state. Now, Texas would not be what it was if it weren't for our neighbors to the south, Mexico. So much great art, culture, food is credited to our neighbors. And our next guest brings a lot of that influence into her art. Gracia is a wonderful, lovely, sweet person. I really enjoyed talking to her, and I hope you enjoy this conversation. The insurance insurance agency sponsors this podcast, so please go to GibAgencyDallas.com to read more about the guests. Hey, get some quotes. We'd be happy to talk to you about your insurance and anything else that you want to tell us about this show. We'd love to hear from you. And now, on with the show. On the podcast with me today is Gracia, owner of Luzzi Tierra. I probably didn't do that very good, um, but a Latino artisanal candle business. And I got to say, for anybody who's listening, I would go to her website right now so you can look at what we're talking about. Um, she has these amazing ceramics with handmade candles, and I'm so excited to have you here. Thanks so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> So tell us a little bit about your business, how it started, how you came up with the idea, so and we, pronounce the name better for me. <laughs> <laughs> so we are uh, Lucy Tierra, which translates to light and earth. Uh, we began about three years ago, and um, it all started from me creating candles and thrifted containers. And on one of my visits to the thrift store, I found some containers that really reminded me of my Mexican roots and my heritage. So um, I bought all the, I pretty much purchased a bunch of items that reminded me and um, I got home, I made them into candles and I put them online, calling them the uh, Mexicanita collection and um, it went viral on TikTok and from there um, it was just like, it was a very natural flow after that. I started um traveling to Mexico to look for more ceramic and that's where I stumbled upon artisans that create these vessels and I took a lot of interest in highlighting them their process and um showcasing their work to the world and I really really love the different types of ceramic that exist in Mexico so um I really wanted to make everyone um Feel like they belong and be connected to something that I was creating. So yeah, you're, um, the ceramics on your like all the different collections are so beautiful and they're so different. Um, how did you find the artists for these? I know that I already told you that the the Puebla collection is one of my favorites, but there's so many beautiful ones here. How did you find well, them? I found them at um, by visiting. Um, towns in Mexico, there's a lot of uh, mercados or markets where um, there's a lot of artists where you can find textiles or cement. And um, it was really just asking questions like, where is this, where is this from? Or, um, and once I um, pinned down like the actual makers, um, I started visiting their workshops where they create these items. And um, I in, with every artisan workshop that we meet, we always tell, like, we we always uh, tell them what we intend to do with their pieces and that we're an artisanal candle business. And um, 
100% of the time, they are super excited and they are even surprised that we're going to do the kind of work that we do with their pieces because uh, most of the pieces are home decor and uh, creating them into candles is a little is a little different. But um, that is really how, how we find them. And also through social media, we... Um, we spend hours online looking for different or scouting for different artisans and, um, uh, as well, we reach out to them and we, and we start placing our orders. So we start, um, collaborating with the pieces that we really are interested in and that they can create for us. Yeah. For the, um, the one that I'm looking at on the Pueblo collection, that the green and white one that I'm so enamored with, um, this, it's, it's like a cup and saucer. It's not, I imagine when they made mm-hmm. it, they weren't thinking somebody's going to put a candle in it. They were thinking somebody's going to put tea or coffee. Um, yes, exactly. And the beauty of the, uh, another beauty of the, the business is that um, most of our items, they're re, you can reuse them. So it has mm-hmm. like a, and pretty much a, a, it'll have a life forever. The piece that you have, you don't necessarily have to throw it away. We hope that you don't throw it away because it is, um, handmade and like the Puebla collection it's ceramic it's food stays it's lead free and you're able to reuse it or make it part of your home decor and um yeah then you get to pretty much keep the piece forever how many pieces like when you went to so for example the Puebla collection is made in Puebla uh, Mexico in collaboration with Talavera Salazar how many pieces did you initially buy from him when you met with them when I met with them, I so I went to their workshop and they have over, I would say, over 200 items to choose from. Um, and I probably left with like 30 of them. And okay. that's just, um, just on my to Mexico, I start choosing pieces that I think would work um, best for candles. And then um, just also testing and seeing like what I, what I think about them. And um, that's usually how it goes i'll visit them or i'll order something like a you know like if i visit them in person i'll take home like 30 pieces and if i'm placing an order online then that's when the quantities change and so we have we run a large production here in our in our facility that's whenever um it's just like me taking samples home and then that's when i place my larger order got it got it is there i'm sure every collection is your favorite but is there one that speaks to your heart more than another um yeah i think that is a difficult question i always tell like people as a joke that it's like asking who your favorite child is because (laughs) (laughs) because um i love something i have really unique and amazing memories because of me getting to meet the artisan so it's really hard to pinpoint my favorite but I would say my one of my favorites is the Puebla collection because it was one of the first that I ever mm. launched and um the the relationship that we've created with Tanamera Sanasad has been an, an amazing one and um we've created one-of-a-kind items that are, ju- that are just exclusive to Lucy Tierra and oh, nice. um nobody pretty much um they're exclusive to us, so if uh, like uh, another candle maker or um, another company wants to order it, then it they wouldn't be able to because it's unique to us. It was too a bad. Piece so that we, sad. 
we collaborated with and um, pretty much created together with them. What's the style for since we're talking about the Puebla collection? Um, can it, you describe the style? So, I mean, people are obviously listening, but yeah, so Talavera is a one of the um oldest ceramics to Mexico, but um, and that's just because it started from like the colonial times and it or yeah, it's colonial. But uh, yeah. whenever uh, Spain and France and France started coming over to Mexico, and they brought with them their own ceramics, and um, the people that were there in in uh, in Mexico, they they took a they liked that type of ceramic, and they started creating their own with the own their own clay. There's a very specific type of clay that's native to Puebla, and um, that's the clay that to this day is still used. And most of our, like, um, going a little off topic, but like most of the ceramics and clay items that we offer, the the dirt, like the 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 material that they use is native to that land. So mm-hmm. um, we work with like our with like our wicked collection. It's um, the 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 clay is still dug, dug up up in the mountains, and then it's brought down and molded into the pieces that we offer for that collection in the same thing with the Puebla it has um it comes it's inspired by ceramics and from Spain China and um Portugal and oh, they, they pretty much took all the styles and made it their own which is now called Talavera. Uh, what is the importance to you of like you say, making sure that the clay is from the area it comes and highlighting these parts of Mexico. Um, I think it's, for me, it's super important. That's the the reason that we have these collections, like we have the, the, the Buena collection, the Oaxaca collection, because it's, for me, it's important to highlight the ancestral process of the items that are made and also highlight the uniqueness of that type of ceramic from native to that part of Mexico. Um, I think um, we, um, anybody really recognizes like a, uh, like a clay type of um, place piece that's made from Mexico because has like a little flower on it or you can kind of like tie it into that. But it's important for me to showcase other types of ceramic and show that there's different, uh, yeah, different art that exists in Mexico. And uh, my goal would be to create a collection from all the the municipalities of Mexico, mm-hmm. and because um, there's so so much art and so much artistry, and um, because of our platform that we've been able to grow, um, I want to use that to highlight them and continue helping. Not helping, but I want to continue being part of keeping those traditions alive and. Um, continuing to bring value to these handmade items, and well, that's um, yeah, that's part of your mission, right? Thank you. Yeah, that is part of my mission. I, I um, part of my mission is to connect others to Mexico and uh, and also see the value and appreciate items that are handmade, and while also being able to recycle or reuse their items. Mm, yeah. So, did you start making candles during COVID? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Have you always made candles or were you just like one day going, huh, I need a candle. I need a light. That, 
that's exactly how it happened. It was uh, during the shutdown where everybody was stuck at home. And I always wanted to make something, create something. And um, one day I was just, yeah, it was as simple as that. I was like, literally candles. And that's how the journey began. I was taking courses online, watching YouTube videos. And um, yeah, little by little, it's been, it's been a, an ongoing learning process. Of so did you always this. light candles? Or was, I mean, just one day you were like, I'm going to make a candle. I mean, yeah, it was, um, it was just like a, it was the spark like that, that I, one day I, I was having a conversation with, um, my partner, um, who is also like a partner in the business. And he, I was just telling him like, I want to make something, I want to create something. And he's always been super supportive of everything that I, that I do. And he was just like, well, why don't you try like make a, make candles? Like you love them so much. I always had candles all over our house and. And, um, it was just like, it was the spark that I needed or the idea that I needed. And, um, yeah, I, I, I just went with it and it. How do you start making candles? <laughs> do you it order was... it online or like, I don't even. Yeah. Well, to be honest, like my very first candle, uh, like kit that I created was me just going to Amazon and putting candle kit. And I found like this like $50 a starter kit for candle making and um that's literally how I started and I start I just was learning testing and I used to play with scents it was a very like it wasn't super intentional to be business or it was more of like me just following my creativity and this little curiosity that I had towards making candles that grew into what it has grown to today um it was just really following my creativity and allowing myself to make the time to do those things because I did have my my full-time job but um yeah it was just something that I really took a interest in and followed so at what point did you and that was TikTok where you guys got crazy right like How long into the process were you just, you know, you're like, oh, I'm just going to throw this stuff up on TikTok and let's just, you know. Uh, it was within a few months. I think I, I, um, I was, I had just opened up my shop and, um, within a few months I was like, I'm going to post this on TikTok. And, um, my little sister really was the one that it was like, why well, don't you post on TikTok? And for me, I was like, I oh, like, I don't know. And but yeah, I just started posting and I'm thankful that I did because so many people are are able to grow their business through social media and like to like TikTok. And um, yeah, thankfully a lot of um, people have found us and I think our account is at over 200,000 followers. Nice. And, um, and on Instagram, we've also just been progressively growing as well. And yeah, social media has been really helpful and is a really uh, helpful tool for small business owners. When you said you went viral initially, was there what was the one was there one video that just exploded? And how many yeah. how many views did that one have? Um, it got over two hundred view two hundred thousand views, and it was overnight. And um, it was just me. It was so so simple. It's like the the, the random videos go viral on, on TikTok because it was just me holding 
this um the candle that I had made that reminded me of Mexico and I was like I was describing it as um cafe de olla which is like Spanish for like um coffee but it's a a traditional Mexican way of making coffee and I said I said it was scented like coffee and then um I put music Mexican music that I really wrote um related to and grew up to and that people connected with that and then from there it was just um, we kept posting and posting and videos kept going viral and viral and more people were following us and ordering from us and the first I would say the first well even now like the but the first two years it was um pretty challenging because we were selling out within five minutes that we would go live on our website and it was really hard as a small business owner um pretty much making making the candle and then shipping it and then for it to be gone in five minutes and then you still have like thousands of people wanting the same item that you know you just restocked and it's been challenging even now we still sell out out of um like new collections or certain items that are really sought after so that's been pretty challenging as a as a business owner of uh keeping up with demand and figuring out what is that people are after and but at the same time keeping a lot of you know keeping stock stock on the website so that anybody that wants to come shop can can have a opt-in but Yes, let's see. What do you think you guys will do as far as like, do you think you'll stay this yeah. artisan? We've got what we've got. <laughs> and this is, I mean, because there, there's a business model for that, right? It's like, no, no, we're going to stay small. We're going to do what we do. Or mm-hmm. there's, we're going to sell to Pottery Barn. We're going to sell to, you know, like which, do you guys know what path you're moving on yeah, right no, now? We've explored, um, past like that before with the large retailers but what's really important for me is not losing the artisanal process of it and like my pullback which is basically our our whole our whole mission I, I would definitely have to change business structures and to be able to supply to large retailers and I don't know yet if I'm willing to lose that part of the business of the beauty is handmade. I maybe I could create items that are inspired by these handmade items and produce them at large quantities. But that is, yeah, it's been a, a ongoing question that I've asked myself because we have been reached out by large retailers that we've had to turn down because. Um, I'm just not at that point. I mean, just not at that moment where I'm able to, to let that go, because I think that's what, what people have connected to from the get go. And Mm -hmm. I don't, I, I don't, I'm not ready to let it go. Is it just you and your partner right now? Um, it's us two and we have six employees. Okay. That's great. That's so exciting. Yeah, and your business yeah. partner is also your romantic partner, correct? Yes. Yes, he is. Yes. We've been together six years and um a growing. And I think like as we've been blessed enough that like we 
we don't get tired of each other and <laughs> see each other every day. And um, we have a really open, uh, of open line of communication. And um, we also know we respect each other's boundaries and I respect his voice just as much as he respects mine. So, but we still have a lot of growing to do. And um, so, but I'm thankful that like him and I recognize that. And so it, it, it works. <laughs> I've talked to a lot of um, husband and wife teams, partner teams who they've worked together for 20 years or so. And I would ask, oftentimes I would be sitting with the wife and I was like, okay, what's it like working with your husband? And I hear, oh, oh." (laughs) and I was like, well, would you do it again? And they'd say, yes, yes. Yeah, There's something magical about that partnership. If you find the right sauce to make it work. Not that it's not without its challenges, I'm sure. No, definitely. I think um, I'm, I'm like the, I always tell him he's like my anchor because I think, because it like I created the business or I had the idea, um, I can sometimes fly a little too high and have all, all these, you know, like dreams and aspirations and ideas. And he's the one that like, yeah, he anchors me down and he always grounds. I feel like he grounds me and he, he's like more level-headed and more analytical and more like, no, like, you know, like we, we need a plan. We need, he's, so I think like balance each other out very good because I'm, I, yeah, I'm a, I'm a dreamer. Like I, I will just have all these thoughts and ideas and figure out how to do it later. And I just kind of go for it. And then I'm like, well, I'll just learn as I go. And he's more like, no, we need to make a plan. We need to you know, like think about it before you just go for it. So mm-hmm. that's how we really meet in the middle. Do you ever go out on dates and have a date night and you're like, listen, this is a no work date night. <laughs> yes, all the time, all the time. And and then like we just went on, on an outing a few weeks ago and um, we were both laughing because we were um, enjoying it so much. And we're like, oh my God, we haven't talked about the business at all like it's literally just been me and you like just enjoying each other's company so yeah we were laughing about that because it's so easy to just you know like we're both passionate about the business and about what we do so it's so easy to put our relationship in the back burner and just you know never stop talking about what the business Oh. Well, there's an, there's a work-life balance that I would think would be a little bit challenging because you're working together. But it's interesting, the times when I've had, I don't know, I find the solution to a problem when I'm on a four-day weekend, when I've literally said I'm not working, and then three days in, I go, oh my God, there it is. That's what I have to do. And I wasn't trying to find the answer. Yeah, I think it's like, you know, you sometimes you just need to give yourself a mental break. And whenever your mind is able to, you know, come up with the solution or have this like really idea. And even though you've been, you know, you've been off technically. And um, that's whenever the best ideas sometimes come or the solutions come. It's whenever you allow yourself to, to give yourself a break. Do you have any mantras or quotes or things that motivate you or that you live by or try and tell yourself when you get out of bed in the morning? I have a 
few, um, but one that I really like a lot is come. It's um, I can't remember how it goes right now, but it's like I can and I will. And um, sometimes you know, like I, you know, you even though I I love what I do, it is tiring because I I feel like I'm on twenty four seven. And I, you know, maybe self-sabotage or, you know, whatever it is. But when I tell myself that I can and I will, um, and it gives me like a little bit of hope that, um, that I can, uh, that I can do the things that I have to do day in and day out. Um, and then another one, but it's in Spanish, it's, um, de aquí y de allá, um, which means, um, from here and from there. So, you know, as a first-generation Mexican-American and um, the first, you know, in my family to have a business or go to college, or and I'm the oldest in my family, um, there's been, I've been a lot of firsts, and it has felt like I'm not fully American or I'm not fully Mexican or I'm not, and that saying in Spanish means that you are equally from there and equally from here and that it's okay to be 200 percent you know I'm, I'm I consider myself I grew up with Mexican culture traditions and Spanish was my first language and I am super appreciative of everything that my parents have done for me and I never really I I think that's a big driving factor for me is being what my ancestors and my family has gone through for for me to get to this moment and also being proudly American and living an American life that's super different from living a life in Mexico. So it's been a, a struggle and a challenge to, I guess, struggle the two, but I would say in recent years since I've launched this business, um, it's also been, um, it's developed me developed my character and developed made me a stronger person because I'm able to appreciate who I am my root and not feel that I have to choose to be fully from here or fully from there and I think that that's part of also the message that comes across with our business and allowing others to embrace their root while being here and living an American life and but also, yeah, embracing our heritage or where we come from because we all come from somewhere and we all have ancestors that worked hard to get us to where this moment in time. And yeah, I think that's something that never leaves my mind is appreciating that and being grateful for for all the troubles and all the things that my past loved ones have gone through and even like my parents um, so that I even have this opportunity this like you know uh, many would say like an American dream of creating a business that you created and that you're passionate about and um, I would say that's a that's a blessing and that's something that definitely drives me every day mm, that's so beautiful that's beautiful well um, Gracia tell how can people find you Yes, we are on, um, our website is www.newsierra.com. Um, you can find us on Instagram and on TikTok and Facebook, um, with, uh, under that name, Lucy Tierra. And, um, 
Yeah, and we're very active on social media. We love to showcase our process, our artisanal process. So, and um, we love to connect with our clients and our followers. So follow us on there. Awesome. Well, and I'll put um, links to on our website, Give Insurance, uh, uh, GiveAgencyDallas.com. And I'll put links to your to your social media and your website there. And we'll also put it on the show notes for um, this podcast. So, you know, people can find you and see how beautiful all, all your creations are. Well, so hang you. out with me for a minute. Um, actually, I'm going to keep you on. Is that okay? I'm going to do um, our insurance story because yeah. that's how we, that's how we close out our podcast, if you don't mind. Um, yeah. So a lot of our listeners know, and I don't know, maybe, you know, maybe you don't. So this podcast is supported by the insurance agency. So I wanted to start, a, I, I own the insurance agency and I wanted to start a podcast um, as kind of a, a marketing experiment, right? But I didn't want to talk about insurance because, you know, I'm going to run out of things to talk about with insurance that are interesting in probably three to five podcasts. So I was like, well, let's spotlight some of the amazing people that are here in Texas that we serve, that are our clients. And so, um, and so we do the one little insurance snippet at the end, which is supposed to, I don't know, somebody was like, you should do that. It'll help people. You know, things you should pass it on. So one of the things that if you haven't had to do this yet, I'm sure you will, which is as an artisan, if your wares were to be featured in, let's say Bishop, somebody in Bishop arts was like, Hey, listen, we want to put your candles in the store, but we want to make sure that you have insurance. So that's where we would come in and we write a policy and we do this for a lot of, I actually had a candle maker at one point and we used to do certificates every time she went into like Whole Foods or different stores, we would have to issue this certificate of insurance that says, this is who we are. This is how much insurance we have. We have coverage. So if for some reason our candle causes damage, it'd be hard for a candle to cause damage. There's a human element involved. You either like light it and forget it. <laughs> Right. But um, that way, the shop owner knows that they have coverage if something happens to yours. And so we do that all the time. And it's a great way for us to connect to our clients. We have some, we issue about five certificates a day for them. And it's fun, actually, to interact with people all day long. And insurance is really important, especially for, for to one, to protect your business, but like two, um, in specific to candles because they are flammable and you know they they even though yes you, you have to light it in order to it become to it to become dangerous but yeah they they they're flammable and like um that it's important to have all those things in order <laughs> all right well i'm gonna hit stop but don't go anywhere because okay i want to talk to you a minute but i have to end the podcast thank you again for being with me today well thank you for having me thank you wasn't she so fun? After I finished the podcast, I walked out and Jennifer, my producer was like, Oh, I loved her. So sweet. Thank you so much for being with us today. We'd love to hear from you. Please go to giveagencydallas.com to connect with us. And we'll see you again in two weeks.